Today is February 6th, 2017. This episode is brought to you by Bow Bar Liquor, with eight locations in the San Diego area. Stop in for this week's special. Miller High Life Beer. This champagne of beer comes in a 32-ounce bottle for only $2.99. Come and get Bobard. This is the We Don't Know podcast, episode number 03. My name is Ricky, joined as always by... Jorge. What is up, man? Nothing much, man. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm ready to go. Yes, I've been dying to go. How was your weekend, man? Uh, it was fine. You know, I was at work, so um, most of my weekends are taken up by work. But this weekend was particularly busier, and I'm assuming it's because of this Valentine's Day. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Valentine's Day. Yeah. Oh, man, I didn't even think about that. That is tomorrow. Yes. Yes, oh, that man. is tomorrow. But, yeah. Are you prepped? No. No, no not really... We don't really do it. Really? Yeah. At all? Nah. Really? Yes. How does that work? It works fine. Really? Yeah. I'm still, I'm stunned. <laughs> I thought you were probably going to go get flowers or chocolates or no. something like that. No? Maybe the day after. We don't celebrate Valentine's yeah. Day either. It's just I've, I seldom meet other people that also do not. We do anti-Valentine's Day, yeah. which is like our take on Valentine's Day, and we don't do it on that day. We do it on a different day because screw it, right? Yeah. I don't need a card company to tell me to love somebody. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Plus, my, my birthday is the following yes. day. Shameless birthday plug. Yes. I, fuck, I really didn't want to get into that, but I usually ask Marcy to um, not celebrate Valentine's Day. When she's like, "What do you want for your birthday?" I'm like to not celebrate. Oh, that's Valentine's. a good. That's a good like, good way to not celebrate it. It's my standing birthday present for the last fourteen years. <laughs> that's good though, man. It works. Yeah, it's a great, great birth. That's that costs nobody. It doesn't cost anything to anybody. No, you know. So it's a free gift. It's a free gift. It's a freebie. Yeah, that's good, man. Uh, and yeah. I, I every year I look can look forward to that gift. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'd be stoked for that one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Very good. So what, what about your weekend? Um, I almost went to Vegas. Oh, uh, yes. I don't know if that counts as a weekend activity, almost, almost doing something. Yeah, almost. But almost, yeah, we had the room booked and everything. It's actually kind of a stupid story, but um, my nieces came to my office mm-hmm. and Marcy was here and we were all just talking about stuff. And it was actually my niece's birthday. She was on the 9th. Okay. And I'm like, what are you going to do for your birthday? And she's like, I wanted to go to Vegas to see Britney Spears. But no one wants to take me. Yeah. And that's where I was like, because, dude, you know me, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't need a reason no, to go you to do Vegas. No, you do not. So the minute she said that, <laughs> You're like, Marcy oh. looked at me. I looked at her <laughs> like, we're going to, we're yes. going to freaking Vegas. Yeah. We're doing this. So I, I get online. I start booking the rooms. Dang. Like She calls her mom, <laughs> asks for good, permission. Man. Like We worked it yeah. all out so that basically two of my nieces would drive by themselves, okay. crash in our room for one night. Yes. And then they would come back the next day because okay. they had work and stuff. Yeah, and you could stay. So they would go, f- yeah, because I can't do the one day to no, the other, but no. they're young. You yeah. know, they're 21 years old. They can do drive there one day, come back. back. To, yeah, they can handle that. Yeah, they can handle that. Yeah. Uh, um, I cannot handle that. No, no, no way. So we booked it and everything. And then my niece is looking at the looking up the tickets because she's like, yeah, I saw the tickets last night. They're only $60. And so then she's like, uh, I can't find a ticket. And I'm like, what? So then I look online and I'm like, well, these are all pre-sale tickets. And the first show is like March 20 something. Oh man. So yeah. So she ended up, well, 
there was no yeah. show, no so show. there was no reason to go. And then me and Marcy were driving home, and I'm like, you know what? I'm still not over this cold 100%. I'm, it's still lingering. Yeah. And I'm like, do I really want to go to Vegas? And Because, dude, you know me. I'm not really a big drinker. Yeah. I actually drink maybe once or twice a year, if that. But when I go to Vegas, yeah. it's you, you, just it's par, mm-hmm. part and parcel. I mm-hmm. have to get smashed. So Especially, like... Uh, if you're still feeling under the weather and then driving that exactly yeah that's a yeah, bummer, five man. hour drive and it's the the drive there's fine yeah i, I don't I mind do that all day either. long yeah the drive back sucks yes you know what i mean you're all money drained and yeah. energy drained yeah and, and then and thirsty. then then that uh that the construction on the fi- if you take that one that i think it's the 15 i don't know man but there's it, construction it a, on both actually yeah. right now the 215 has construction like when when you get go through riverside yeah yeah and then the 15 has construction so either way the drive sucks the drive sucks yeah, yeah so i was like mm. yeah do it another day yeah yeah there'll be plenty of opportunities but i did see you sent me a screenshot of a, a video you're watching of the drive which yeah yeah what? It, it so was, you were withdraws and you wanted to watch <laughs> someone drive do the drive or no what? dude this is what happened what happened is for my birthday i wanted to go to reno okay because i've never been to reno and i love vegas so much and reno is kind of like an alternate vegas in that it has some of the same casinos but alternate versions of them and Mm -hmm. i'm i'm sort of fascinated by the idea of going to another casino that's like the one in vegas that i grew up going to but it's a different different. i like Uh i remember being a kid and going i want to go see that yeah i want to go to reno and see that casino see the differences i I know it's kind of simple and stupid but it's one of those things that just kind of fascinates me and so i'm like you know what screw this we're going to reno and we watched uh there was a youtube video from san diego to reno and we watched it and me and marcy looked at each other and we're like well we're not doing this drive (laughs) oh man what it's a nine hour drive dude oh okay yeah and once i actually saw the drive and it was in that like sped up yeah yeah like time lapse yeah time lapse and it still was like an i don't know like a 90 minute video and then, so yeah, I saw that and I, I was very discouraged on the drive. And then I was like, well, let's watch the Vegas one and see if maybe that'll discourage us too, or make us want to go. And we watched it and I'm like, nah, that's that. I know that drive like the back of my hand. It yeah. doesn't even feel like a fa- five hour drive because I'm so used to it that I just, I don't even, it doesn't feel like a five hour drive. It just, yeah. Especially, especially cause going there, you're like, man, I can't wait to do this or whatever, whatever it may be. So as soon as you check in drop your car off you're ready i like at least as far as me as I, as i go i'm ready to go yeah. eat, eat or whatever yeah, whatever yeah. it is you want to do so that like feeling of i can't wait to get there kind of gets you through that it does it does it and also i think there's a certain amount of i don't know if it's like it's ingrained into your memory mm-hmm. like i don't know your drive to work how yeah. long oh, it yeah. is how yeah. long is your drive to work like but 30 minutes if without traffic with traffic it's about an hour it's about an hour but yeah. it doesn't feel like an hour no right? well no i'm yeah, listening to podcasts or you know, but there's something. like this this visual memory of it. Yeah, it kind of makes it go or seem faster. Um, so even though it's a five hour drive or whatever, um, it's because I've done it so many times. I know the drive inside and out. There's no surprises. It's it's kind of yeah burned into my memory. That, that do that that makes it go great, faster. It's a perfect analogy because people all the time when I'm talking to them at work, they're like, "Oh my god, you're from you know Chula Vista and you drive up here," and I'm like, "Yeah, what's the big deal?" Because to me, dude, that is a long, yeah, that is a long drive. And for, I mean, for those of you that don't know, uh, Chula Vista to La Jolla is twenty-ish plus twenty-six miles, I think. 
So yeah, on with no tra- traffic. Yeah, no with problem. no traffic, no problem. But with traffic, it's about an hour and change. So, but I've been doing it for almost two years now, and it's just kind of part of what I do. It's ingrained into your retina, yeah. and it's burned into your mind. Just like it's that just, Vegas yeah. drive with you, man. Yeah, definitely. Right dude. on. Yeah, right so on. That that was pretty much the extent of my weekend. Aside okay. from that, it was just, and also the realization of man, I I wouldn't have been able to handle a Vegas trip. Just I'm just not a hundred percent yet. Yeah. This yeah, you, you need of, you need to you need to feel good. You need man. to feel good, uh huh. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I could, but you know, the older I get, the harder it is for me to really drink and stuff. It just it takes its toll on me. I, yeah, I definitely can. notice a difference versus like ten years ago, where I could like <laughs> abuse my abuse your yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 you can yeah. yeah. I, people ask me all the time about it because I know you're you're not a you're not a drinker no, at all, not at all, and I'm not either. And people are like, oh, you know, and they and it's it's nothing like that. It's just very simple fact is that. I don't like the way I feel. It hurts. It does. It hurts, man. I, I I think I overdid it when I was a teenager. I started drinking in, I don't know, 15, 16 because cousin George. Yes. Not this George. No. Had a fake ID. Well, it was, it was a real ID, but it was his bro- his older brother's ID and he looks just like him. Kind of like you and your brother. You probably yeah, could, we kinda did, you could have done that in high yeah, school, I could've. man. Because uh-huh. you got, I mean, not, you guys aren't clones or anything. Or, no. But the thing about no an clone. ID is you don't have to be. No. He's you just, just like, has to yeah. like, pass oh, that. That's him, I guess. Yeah, mm-hmm. here's a here's Mad Dog 2020 or whatever. <laughs> Dude, MD 2020. How did? Yes, that is the one. Brought to you by Bobar. <laughs> yeah, they have they. That's where I got all my MD 2020, all the different flavors. I, I remember um, the older the older kid on my block, um, like you know they they were the ones that would like say Bobar as well. Like they were they've been providing underage drinkers since. Oh, yeah. I don't know, the 70s, maybe? Yeah, dude, I would go in there all the time with my dad. And so, like, when I first started, like, smoking cigarettes and drinking, you know, yeah, when yeah, you're a teenager, the, the teenager, you just have to try that stuff. You want to be cool or whatever it is. Um, although, I guess nowadays it's not really that cool. But in, anyways, in our time, it was cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember going in there sometimes, and the guy would be like, yeah, I remember you with your dad. That's all, that, that's all that matters. This is, oh, yeah, I remember you. You're, yeah. you're from the neighborhood. So here you go. Cigarettes and Mad Dog. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And MD <laughs> and my porno mag uh, to go with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. So yes, people, Bobar is a real place. Please go visit their awesome, amazing eight locations. But yeah, don't take the uh, the weekly special with a grain of salt because that may or may not be accurate. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So did you watch that uh, 49ers press conference? I did, but I didn't. If that makes any sense. I didn't watch it live. Obviously you were texting me, but, um, I went back on the NFL.com or whatever and watched a bunch of clips from it, but I don't know how much of it I actually did catch. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you saw like highlights or, you know, snippets of it, I'm sure they got the good stuff, which is all we really needed. Yeah, it was good. And I liked what I heard from both of those guys. Yeah. Um, I remember well, John, John, our GM was saying, uh, that he wants a lot of the, the older dudes to hang around it's I'm paraphrasing here, but he says, I, I want them in the building. I want them around, you know, once oh, we get, really? yeah, I want them around. I want them. He's like, they, I walk, he said something along the lines of like, I walk past five Lombardi trophies every day when I come to work and I need those people that got those trophies around this team. Wow. Yeah. See so much of the things that they are saying is focused around character yeah. and good people being proud of your team 
I like that. Yeah, man. That culture, like that. creating that culture. Is, yeah, is, that culture of, like he said, doing it right, yeah. doing the right thing. Um, I, I've told this to you in the past where I was disappointed with our team for not releasing, um, God, what was his name? I can't even remember his uh, name. Ray Mc, Ray McDonald. Ray McDonald. Yeah. Cause he, he abused his yes. pregnant wife. Yes. We did nothing about it. And when the, as soon as the season was over, we released him. So we knew he had done something wrong. We knew there was like a pending investigation that he was probably going to get charged with this. Yep. And we let him play anyway. And that to me was a hugely disappointing thing. Yeah. Um, that's just not, not a, f- a facet of, of football, modern football. And I'm sure it's always been, there have always been elements of that. People are people and we're all imperfect and we all make mistakes. But it just seems like now more than ever, the players are just these spoiled guys with bad attitudes, bad character. And they're, it's just, I don't know, maybe I'm completely blinded by nostalgia, but I feel like growing up and when we were younger, the players were more respectful. They were more honest. You know, they, they worked harder. It seemed like, you know, some of these guys had like part-time jobs. Yeah. Like John Taylor was a trucker in yeah. the off season, stuff like that. Where these new guys, they're all like, they're, well, they're all divas. Dude. Yeah. All they're of superstars them. And, and social media is helping that. And, oh yeah. And you know, it's all about what the image, once again, you know, circle back to a couple episodes ago. It's about what that image is out there. And it's, it's a bummer to see because yeah, growing up, I would, you know, I wasn't really much of a person to, to idolize jocks or anything like that. But right, some right. of those players didn't seem that way. They just seemed like good people. Yeah. And they wanted to play this game and they entertained me and thank you for that. And then they just went back to their families and got, re- you know, got ready for the next season, which didn't, didn't involve probably working out year round, you know? No. Yeah. That's another thing. These guys now are just complete beasts. Yeah. I mean, we have 350 pound guys that are, you know, like 2% body fat. Yeah. And it's like, well, where's all that weight? It's all muscle and mass. These guys are like six foot five. They're running four second forties. And I remember a few years back, a friend of mine was like, dude, why are there so many ACL injuries? I'm like, the human body isn't supposed, like this guy could be 350 pounds of pure muscle. And you know what I mean? But his, his, uh. Um, his tendons yeah, and stuff are not are not yeah they're not adjusted no. they're not adjusted for that inflation yeah so to speak and we so, haven't evolved no we to have that yet no so they do a juke move they plant their foot their 350 pound muscle body yeah. and their you know their ligaments snap. yeah it's like nope yeah it's like hey buddy yeah, take it easy out, we're man. not supposed to be traveling <laughs> no, at this speed no we're not at this weight <laughs> It's just no, no. Take yeah. anybody who's 350 pounds and have them moving that fast on those on their joints. Yeah. And, oh man, I wonder in like 15, 20 years, like what's going to happen with a lot of these guys? Because it's, I mean, it. You look at the guys now, like Seau, and you know they're yeah. doing all those tests oh, on the, um, the the helmet injuries, yep. and you're seeing the residual effects. And you know they're saying basically everybody that played in like the 60s and 70s has it. Yeah. And it affects their, you know, their their cognitive function. Yeah. They're depressed. You know, a lot of these guys are suicidal and it's, it's unfortunate. It is. It's a, it, like something that we enjoy is such a brutal game, but like, yeah, it's, 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 it's a, it really is a bummer. It's such, um, such a conflict in, in, yes. in this internal conflict that I have with it. Yeah. Cause I love it. I love football so much, but at the same time there's overwhelming evidence that makes me just go, man. Like, yeah, if, if, 
if for some reason tomorrow football was done because of that reason, I would be sad, but I'd also would be like, well, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. yeah uh-huh. So, you know, until they replay, uh, create some kind of robot football league. Cyberball. Cyberball, yeah. Mutant, yeah. mutant league football or whatever. <laughs> um, that would be cool. Then, yeah, you know, we're going to have to keep watching these superstar athletes um, break their bodies for us. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. But going back to what you said about the guys. Yes. Kyle name checked a lot of the one, like he even said, Harris Barton, yeah. John Taylor, Steve Young. You know what I mean? He was he was actually calling them out by name, and I thought that was that was pretty cool. Yeah, in for, the snippets that I saw. Yeah, for being some, he was the what ball boy for how many? For how long? Three seasons. Yeah, yeah. So when Bill Walsh retired, um, Mike Holmgren, who was a quarterbacks coach, started calling the offensive plays. He was the offensive coordinator from ninety or 89 to 91, 91, Mike Shanahan took over. And when Mike Shanahan took over, that's when Kyle that's when he was in the building. Yeah. And that's when Kyle showed up. See, and, and even, even that, like, like hiring someone that was, that has their beginnings, their roots in, in that club, man, is that's rad also. Yeah. And, and, and he was saying, um, Shana, on, to- Shanahan. on top of being like, the best candidate exactly like, yeah he that. has that uh-huh mm-hmm. and he was also saying uh coach Shanahan was saying that um oh my god it's escaping me now oh that that his priorities are his family you know oh really yeah he's like my priorities are family and football and that's I'm, good that's what it yeah, should be that's what it should be because he's going to treat that that franchise as his family because that's what's important to him and um, I can't wait, man. You know, it might, it might take a bit to get it really started, but I like that. They said that too. Yeah. They were like, um, you know, we're not saying it's going to be right away. Give us some time. Yeah. And the fact that they said that they're basically, basically acknowledging the state of the franchise by saying that. Yeah. Which, like, which leads me to the, what I was reading before we kind of went on the air. What is that? Which is, uh, John Lynch, who is the GM, uh, his daughter cried because the 49ers are horrible. Oh my gosh! Uh, when, I need a, when she I, heard of the. Of I need the some context. How old is she? <laughs> uh, nine. I think. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Twenty-four. Yeah. Uh huh. Thirty-six. Unlicensed. So when she heard when 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 John told her that you know he got his new job, she started crying because the 49ers are horrible. Wow. Wow. Yeah. On one hand, I'm impressed that a nine-year-old girl has enough football knowledge to know that we're terrible. Yes. And then on the other hand, <laughs> that's our club, man. Yeah. It's, it's sad, man, but I know oh well, you know, that's what he's there for, right? Exactly. He's things. there. He's there to change things. Yeah. Yeah. She shouldn't cry. She should be like, daddy's going to take care of this. There you go. All right. Yeah. Maybe in a year she'll, we'll, we'll get a quote from her. And, from her. Yeah. See yeah, in a few years, yeah. you know, see what she thinks now uh, after that sixth, trophies on in the trophy yeah, case. dude I, I it's funny I, I was like should i say that should i say like when she's at when all the confetti is raining yeah down, uh-huh and she's, she's on field she's standing there and you know holding daddy's hand and all that is she still gonna be uh, crying is she gonna i hope crying? some reporter will call her out on it oh yeah we'll, we'll be on there we'll be on the field people we'll, <laughs> we'll call be her there. out well yeah call her out uh-huh. uh we this question is for john lynch's daughter <laughs> yeah <laughs> that'd be so rad <laughs> you started crying no that no, was no just call her out. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. So I'm on, I'm, I'm in the know here. Yeah. And I understand we actually have a question this week. Yes, we do have one 
question from Liv. Thank you for listening and submitting a question. So if you listened to last week's episode, we touched on punk music, punk rock music for a bit. Um, and Liv asks um, to hear more about the punk bands we like. What, like what was the first punk band or song you heard? And how did that grow our love of music? For that genre is what she, she said. Um, but also, I guess, just our love of music in general. Because obviously, for you and I, it, it you know, kind of sprouted to a lot more genres. But yes, so... That's an awesome question. Really great question. Thank you, Liv. Uh, so what was the first punk, banger, punk, punk band or song you heard? Oh, me first? You first. Okay. I was at my cousin Elias's house, and um, he's like, check this out. It was Operation Ivy. Oh, man. And I don't know if this was the first song I heard, but the first song that I fell in love with was uh, Freeze Up okay. by Operation Ivy. Wow, okay. Yeah. Uh, that and, and of course, um, Take Warning. Yeah. Those were probably my two first that, because, you know, I don't know about you, but when I was a kid, it was like I would gravitate to one song. Okay. And then, like, play that song over and over and then kind of gradually get into the rest of the album. Yep. So for me, it was definitely, uh, it was Operation Ivy and it was Freeze Up and Take Warning. In fact, I, to this day, love Take Warning. And when I was in my band, uh, I made sure that that was one of our covers. That's I was cool. like, oh, we're, we have to have some covers. I'm like, Take Warning. One, because it's it's slower, so it's a little easier. Yeah. And, and I love that song no, so That's a great song, man. That, that, that band was... I'm glad it was in a way that it was just like one and done, you know, like a couple seven inches or, or whatever. It was perfection. Yeah. yeah. It, uh-huh. it was perfect. Yeah. It was, it was absolutely perfect. Yep. And when I talked to uh, Matt Freeman mm-hmm. uh, and I, a little background, I got to hang out with Matt Freeman recently at a necromantic show, which my, my brother's the sound guy. Yes. Uh, my brother-in-law, he's the, he's gone on tour with necromantics, David, and he's the sound guy and he's unofficially part of the band basically. And so thanks to that, I was able to actually have access to Matt. Freeman. Yeah. That's so cool, man. And, uh, I was able to, um, hang out with him and I went full nerd. I went full <laughs> music nerd on him, dude. What's your favorite rancid album? What's your favorite baseline? What's your favorite rancid song? Like I, I, I went there cause I'm like, if I, I will k- like kick myself and hate myself. That might if, be your only shot. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so I had to go there and I went full nerd with him and, and we talked about Operation Ivy and he said the same thing. He was like, dude, that album, that music, it, it, one, it, it holds up. And two, he's like, because it was so short, it was just like this perfect thing. And I, I've, I didn't want to ask him because it, it almost seemed like he had already answered the question about them ever playing again, you know? But yeah. 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 It was it was really cool to uh, talk about Operation Ivy. Yeah, to, to uh, talk about that band with a member of that band. Right. Crazy, it, was, it was unreal. Yeah. So yeah, Operation Ivy was my first. Right on. Uh, and, and then I think he played some Ramones for me, but Operation Ivy is what I like. Yeah, what pulled you in. Oh yeah, dude. That yeah. was... that was. That's cool, man. Um, How about tr- yourself? I was totally... I thought you were going to go first. No, no, you're good. Um, <laughs> for me, uh, I have these vague memories it's kind of i don't know kind of a longer way to, to punk for me but i have these memories as a child where my my older brother alex would hang out um with his friend ben and ben was kind of a weirdo like awesome someone that i remember when they would hang out i'd be like man that guy's so cool oh nice. you know um uh. say they were skaters like they skated um and skateboarding is a big part of my life as well 
So I, I kind of remember this time where I think my mom kind of was like, Alex, you have to take Jorge with you, you know, kind of tag along thing. And they were just at Ben's house having like fun, but he had this ramp, had like a, like a pipe. Yeah. Like a half, well, not even like a quarter half. pipe. It's yeah. It was a quarter pipe. Thank you. Um, up against the garage and they were dropping in from the garage into the quarter pipe and listening to this fast, scary music, <laughs> you know? And so I was, I was just like, what the heck is happening here? I don't know. I, you know, I don't, I don't know anything. All I, all I know is whatever, uh, my other brother played V on Jam and Z 90 or, or Q106 or whatever, the, you know, the pop stations. Were oh yeah. Q106, then. man. Yeah. So, but I, I remember, I just remember fast aggressive music and i was like man that was scary and, and then the sound of skateboards yeah with with, with, with that oh, man, uh-huh. yeah. yeah so so that was sometime in the 80s um but then but i grew up on classical music um really movie soundtracks and jazz because of Whoa. alex yeah and we also we grew up like going to church every day and whatnot so some of that music was kind of like every day I'm sorry. Every Sunday. Okay. No, because well, I, I, I know people that did. Yeah. I mean, but I, it wasn't every day. It was like, you know, it was a couple, couple times, times a week. Yeah. Bible study. And yeah. Such. So a lot of that, that music was, you know, devil music. So I wasn't allowed to listen to it. Um, but it's weird because like the church told me that. Right. But like Alex or my mom never told me that, uh, you know, but also right. I had no, I had no access to it. We didn't have MTV. Um, whatever right. was on the radio was on the radio. 91X was kind of off limits. There was one radio in the house, so, and that was Alex's radio. So it was whatever he wanted to listen to. Um, but when Alex would go to work or school, my, uh, my old other brother, V, would turn it on. And whenever he would turn it on, it was always on whatever the classic rock station was back then, which is B100, I want to say. Um, and I remember this one time, and, it, and I'm telling you, this will eventually lead to punk. Um, <laughs> no, this is awesome, dude. I, I love that. I've never heard this before. Yeah, yeah. So this is cool. It's, it's cool to actually share. Um, turn, he turned the radio on and it was pink Floyd, uh, brick in the wall. And you know, it was, it was Hey teacher, leave those kids alone. Right. And dude, that sent goosebumps. I was like, what? I hate school. Yeah. Um, <laughs> getting them right now. Yeah. yeah. So I was, I was like, what was that song? You know? And, um, V V I don't know how V knew it, but eventually I, I, the message got relayed to me that that was Pink Floyd. This was the name of that song. And I was like, man, that song is amazing. Like it's everything I want to be. And I hate school and yes. stupid teachers and whatever, you know, as a kid, it was so appealing. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So, so that was like my first like little inklings of rock music and just passing by really by, by classic rock. Um, then I had, you know, I only had access to what I had, which was uh, Alex had this like suitcase full of cassette tapes and right. there was like the Indiana Jones soundtrack mm. um, and then a bunch of jazz and then a bunch of classical Tchaikovsky. Like I, I would listen to so- Beethoven. What kind of jazz was he into? Was he into like this, like the, like smooth, like Brubeck and that's. Yeah, yeah, de- definitely. Or was it like older? Like it, it was a mix of that. And even like uh, there's this one, one that sticks out called Spyro Gyra is the name of the band. They're, I don't know, I would, I would class, I would, they're kind of contemporary. Like smooth. Like, yeah, but not, not all the way smooth. Cause oh, okay. Alex hates smooth. Like that's Oh stuff. really? Yeah, the elevator? Stuff, yeah. Like that's elevator garbage. Music. But they, but when I listened to him, I remember that was like my least favorite tape. Okay. You know, that he would play. I'd be like, oh, Spiral Gyro. Okay, whatever. <laughs> you know, but yeah, when, it, when, if I heard, when I heard take five and, and all that, like all just like the dudes that were just jam or improvise, um, Coltrane and, you know, 
any any saxophones for me, and that was my first instrument, and this is still leading me to punk. Um, you played the sax? I played the, yes, I played the oh, alto I sax. I did not know that. Because of my jazz background. So you were in, you you were primarily a fan of saxophone jazz? Yes. I don't right, know why. Cool. I really don't know why. No, really sax is versatile, man. Probably because of because of yeah. that, you know, listening it's to those super, things. And it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful sound. Yeah. It, it really was, is. Like, I, cool. I was, I've always been more of a trumpet. Yeah. Like, I like... Um, Obviously, Miles Davis, yeah, John yeah. Coltrane, yeah. See, and, and that's the, the greats. You yeah, know what I mean? That, those tapes were there as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Damn, dude, uh-huh. you got some good stuff. Yeah, uh, it's it's crazy, you know, because I can go back and appreciate it now, and 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 know like, oh, dude, like I listened to that without really knowing what it was. To me, it was just music. It was just me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just there. It's just there. It was just there. Yeah. Yeah. So, so growing up on that. Um, Sometime in middle school, I was in in band in like the middle school band, and um, Anya, who was a good great friend of mine, still is a great friend of mine. Um, I, I don't know what is it seventh grade, I guess now. Yeah. This was yeah. So I, by then, actually, I kind of I kind of cut like sixth grade, which is when my rock and roll. Yeah, I was gonna say our, dude, our because rock and roll awakening. Yeah, happened. that was yeah. that's when it happened. Yeah. So. I have already had some rock in me, you know, as far as like Guns N' Roses, um, Chili Peppers, of you course, know, yeah. um, things like that, which I don't, I don't really like the Chili Peppers, but whatever. We'll, we'll get, that's another day. But, oh, dude. but at least yeah, it's funny. Yeah. That is uh-huh. definitely a conversation. But at least, I'm at least I had that one that. down. Yes. Write that down. But we had, I had that guitar like, okay, no, I want to listen to guitar stuff now and I want to play guitar now in me. Um, and then. A, a big band, the biggest band for me that that just broke down everything was Nirvana. So, oh, just yeah. trying to get as much information. What does what do they listen to? That led me to a lot of punk. But then Anya, who was in in the band as well, led me to a lot of punk. And we, I think that in that middle school age, we were all really just listening to a, a bunch of stuff. But punk is what we identified yeah. with. Well, yeah, it was it was kind of mislabeled too yeah. because I remember like obviously for our age you couldn't avoid Nirvana. It was yeah, just, no, you could not. Yeah. I mean, it was, it, it was, Everywhere. that was our Beatles or whatever yeah, you exactly. want to, whatever you want to, it was just, it was, you couldn't avoid it. No, you couldn't. Um, everyone fell in love with Nirvana. And after that, there was this like wave of quote unquote alternatives, yes. <laughs> but it, they were all punk bands. Yeah. They were all punk yeah. bands being signed to these labels. Yep. They're just slickly produced and, and yeah. you're able to play them on the radio now. Get Jerry Finn. Yes. Have uh-huh. him come in and produce and this produce and, everything. and make, yeah, produce everything. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and that leads to that Green Day record, Dookie, you know, which, which was a gateway for a lot of people to punk. Yeah. Um, that was mine. For yeah. Sure. Or, well, well, you, I mean, you had Op Ivy, but I then, had Op but Ivy, then, yeah. but, but then the research, I guess a, new, a second wave of punk. I don't know. Yeah. Because I, I discovered, well, I didn't discover it. I was in, I mean, it was handed yeah, to me on to a you. silver platter by Elias, which when I think about it, a, a lot of my music. Yeah was because of him. Yeah. He was my older cousin. He lived across the street and he gave me jazz. He gave me punk. He gave me rock. He gave me classic rock. He gave me like reggae, like everything. Yeah, everything cool. Everything cool. Uh-huh. Yeah, ska. Because yeah. I love ska um, more than reggae. When I, it's, I have to make that distinction because it is a little different. Mm-hmm. I love ska and he introduced me to ska. and um, He was my older cool cousin that introduced that to me. But Green Day was probably my first like that I kind of found on my own, which again, you get smacked in the face with it. Yeah, at that, that, age. that was another that was another band and record that year. You couldn't escape. You that, couldn't. That no record, man. No, dude, that record was ridiculous. Yeah. So so I think that 
uh, coupled with okay, well, what now? It's always it's always what are they listening to? What what made them want to play this music? You know, right. that's how you discover more stuff for yourself. And um, the, and if you and if you listen to Green Day, then uh-huh. you're gonna find the Clash. Yeah, exactly. For yeah. me though, it went it went to um, I was kind of like like geographical, I guess. So oh really? Yeah. So at the Bay Area. Um, oh, you went Bay. Yeah. Okay. I, 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 I went to Dead Kennedys immediately. Oh wow! And I remember listening to. Um, Gosh, what is this album? Wait, it's, wait, wait, wait. We we've gone a little far here. Yeah, sorry. What was your first song? Oh man, that, and that's I don't I don't see what was whatever was playing in the half pipe. I mean the quarter pipe. Oh, okay. So that was okay. That that was the first like what the heck was that right? And you used to this day you don't know. What I don't that was. know what that was. Okay. I, I'm gonna guess um, just knowing like kind of putting things together. PC memories, um, the time and and that guy Ben. It was, must have been Circle Jerks. Okay. Black Flag, something like that. All right. So like East so Coast. LA, LA, no, LA hardcore, like punk. Yeah. Really? Black? I thought Black Flag was East Coast. Yeah. Los Angeles. Are they? Yeah. Wow. I um, My Black Flag is super That's limited. all right, man. Um, I always thought they were like DC. No, but I mean, I think I think that's like, that's where their kinship was found, right? Oh, that's really? Where, yeah, that's where they found their audience. Because they're like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I, I would say, I mean... It's it's hard. It's really hard to pin down the first punk song I I heard because it it all happened happened in that area, you know, like that ninety three, ninety four, okay, you know, grunge alternative, right? Scene. Well, yeah, it was grunge and then yeah, yeah. alternative, but it was yeah, yeah. So I'm I, sorry, I totally no, really, I thought I didn't think you'd answer the question. What, I guess I didn't though. I, it it doesn't. Matter. Yeah, it doesn't. I'm sorry, matter. I totally threw you off. Uh, no, you were talking about Green Day, dude. I'm sorry. What yeah. So so then. Dead Kennedys came in. Okay, play Dead for Kennedys, me. right? Mm-hmm. And that that was really the first time I felt like scared, you know, like uh, as far as like really, you know, I, I felt scared of what I heard coming out of that boombox. Yeah, it was so political in the eighties. It was I, saying some scary yeah, shit. Yeah, and then when I got when I got that album, um, and I'm gonna, I can't believe I'm drawing a blank. It's uh, oh, and God We Trust Incorporated. It's like a two album in one. It was two, yeah, two albums in one. Double um, album. Yeah. Um, and it was so scary, man. It was so fast. And just that guy's voice is uh, Jello Biafra is his name. His voice is so distinct and annoying to some people. I love it. It's, it's super distinct. Yes. Yeah. And it's one of my, like, I love everything they ever, they've ever done. That band made me think differently, just like Clockwork Orange did. You know, wow. it, it makes you question things. That's what right. punk is. You use you, uh, the Greg Graffin thing, right? Right. Um, it just makes you go like, nah. You know, what about this? Or why are you doing that? Or who are you telling me? Why are you telling me to do things? Or I shouldn't be a jerk to other people. Yeah, and th- and that's that's that Dead Kennedys, you know, mentality is is kind of that s- just social, political... Um, awareness. Awareness, yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. dude. And yeah, definitely. So that, I would say, you know, uh, the Green Day, the obviously people will label that pop punk. I don't... Whatever. Um Offspring, those that same oh, year, God. dude. Yeah, dude, Smash. Oh my yeah. God, that was one of the first CDs I ever owned. Yeah, and because up until that point, even like my Nirvana, yeah, Dookie That's was tapes. was were tapes. Yeah, tapes. It was a, that the blue, blue cassette, tape, dude. the blue cassette. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but that Christmas of that year, I got Unplugged in New York. Yes, and I got Smash Man, for Christmas. Christmas, and those were CDs. Those were my first CDs. Yeah, 
good lord yeah i I played the shit out of smash yeah dude like same thing like it it almost felt like you would listen to dookie first and then smash and then dookie again yep smash and then i went to music trader and i was like do you have more offspring and they're like here's ignition ignition Uh and it was just like holy crap yeah yeah and 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 that's rad man like that regardless of of what got you into the genre, you know, like some people are going to look back on those records, some people and go, Oh, it's garbage pop punk. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't care, man. Those, those records were great. And they still to this day mean a lot to me. Dookie me. I love Dookie dude. Like I love that album. I don't care what you think about green day to this day. I'll, <laughs> I listen to their new record and I really enjoy it. So, um, yeah, like they're responsible for a lot of things and I'm grateful for them for putting those records out. Um, but that, you know, Dead Kennedys is where like it shifted to me. Like I like the harder, faster stuff. I also right. like I also like the the Green Dayness, you know, melodies and right and whatnot. But like, dude, this stuff's like angry, and I'm I'm an angry yeah. kid, so I love it. But yeah, that, I guess that's kind of my first song coupled with the beginnings of my punk journey. So it was Dead Kennedys. Yeah, they they had a lot to do with it. That's cool, man. Yeah, man. Truth be told, I've I've always respected the Dead Kennedys. I've never been exposed to them, mm-hmm. and I say exposed because, like, I'm kind of weird in the sense that occasionally I'll hear something and then go get it. Yeah, mostly my music has always been given to me by people. Gotcha. So someone will say, "Listen, Listen to, to this." this like uh-huh. you, you did that with. Um, Elliot Smith. Yeah. Okay. Where you're like, here, yeah. listen to this. Mm-hmm. And you know, I otherwise, and I just, I've listened to that one album and that's it. That's it. Yeah. Because yeah. I was like, listen to this. You're like, listen to <laughs> yeah, this. Listen so to I this did, now. but most of my music has been that way. So, um, when it comes to punk, it was all handed to me. It was operation. It, well, except for green day and offspring. Yeah. Those were, I mean, like these people say pop punk, it was on MTV. It was cool to listen to. It yeah. sounded good, all that. And it was like, accessible for someone yeah. at that age. You know what I mean? And then of course you kind of branch out. Yeah. You start, um, yeah. You start seeking things out. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I just never, I never got around to dead Kennedys and I don't know why I couldn't give you, like, I never, I can't give you a reason as to like, Oh, I don't like them or anything like that. Just never got around to listening to them. I think I'm going to have to now. Yeah. It, and it, and it totally could have been one of those things of like, like a lot of those bands are, you know, once you form a, a group of circle of friends, like, Oh, right. Yeah. It's like, dude, buy that misfits record or dude, here's that misfits record. I had no friends like that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's, that was, that's what we were in. We well, were, we were that. friends. We in, were, uh-huh. but I like dropped out of school. Yeah. Right around the time you probably started getting really into that kind of music. Yeah. Because dude, I remember, <clears throat> I remember sitting in uh, I don't know what grade, but Eighth. we Okay, and we were in that. <laughs> I already know what you're talking about. Uh, yeah, of about. course. We were in that that science class. Science, yep. And we were discussing Kerplunk. Yep. You know, because we went backwards with Green Day. You had to, yeah. Yeah. And I needed more. Yeah. We're talking about Welcome to Paradise and how... The, the, the two different versions. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, and but that was it. After that, you were gone. I was gone. Uh-huh. Yeah, man. Yeah. I couldn't take it anymore. Yeah, yeah. I got to... <clears throat> got, sorry. I got to ninth grade and it was just... I couldn't do it. Yeah, high school sucks. It does. We're <laughs> totally advocating for like dropping out, but yeah, man. no, I, I, I couldn't do it. Yeah. And, and so I had, you know, I was, I stuck around till 10th grade and I had those um, <coughs> couple of friends that, excuse me, it's all good that were like, you know, constantly. That's just, cool, man. Yeah. Here's a CD. We're, we're, what was the Columbia house was the name? Yep. Yeah. So we totally got my first, like, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. So we're everybody was constantly ripping off Columbia House. <laughs> if you don't know great. what Columbia House is, Google it. You you send them a penny or not even. It was you, a penny. Yeah, you send them a penny and, and your name and address, and they give you ten CDs for free or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you never pay them, and then you get scared because uh, I didn't. Yeah, I, I, didn't I, I was like, I sent them a letter like I'm I'm thirteen. Yeah, dude, what do you want to do? Uh-huh. Yeah, go ahead, come get yeah, my. And uh, I never received anything back from them. Yeah, but I I got uh, never mind in utero incesticide. Um, what else did I get? I think I got Dookie as well. Yeah, man, nice. Uh, I can't remember what else I got. But I remember getting like a CD for a couple. I got a CD for Elias. I yeah. got a CD for my niece. For yeah, there you go, man. Look at, how, look yeah. at that. You got your birthdays covered. Yeah, dude. Awesome, I, man. I, I, uh, yeah, Columbia House was, was fantastic. Yeah. So, so like a whole thing about a whole, whole circle of friends doing that doing and that. just trading. Oh, that's so awesome. Dubbing. You I know. so missed out on that. Yeah. So that's why, that's how I got like, okay, now listen to this band and listen to that band. And, you know, that led to things like the remote, that led to the, the foundation of punk. Remote, do the Sex Pistols album as well, you know, like. Like, yeah, Ramon, Sex Pistols, Clash are like yeah, the three, the, the the holy trinity yes. of the beginning, like the, be- the birth of punk. Yes, the birth of punk. For no sure. one, no. I mean, I know there's there's a there's like it's questionable whether it was the Sex Pistols or the Ramones. No one questions whether it was the Clash, but I think people do acknowledge that it was like Ramones, Sex Pistols around the same time. Well, and then the Clash came out of nowhere and just yeah, it well, blew, blew everything up. They the took it to the next level. Members of the Pistols and the Clash attended the Ramon show when the Ramones went to England. Oh, really? Yes. So, 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 so it's Ramones. So it is the Ramones. It's the Ramones. Okay. Cause for a long time, I remember there was like between the fans, mm-hmm. there was this, well, the sex pistols were first. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. But, so no, they, they attended, the they were Ramones. in the audience and that's what, that's what was like, well, we got to go get guitars now because the Ramones just blew our minds. Yeah. And, and I'm not, I'm not saying that's the Ramones are the punk band. I'm saying, that's what inspired the Pistols and the Clash to start bands. I, I think that that's another day. That is another that is another <laughs> day, dude. Because I was like eh, Iggy Pop and all that. Like, yeah, glam. the Velvet Underground. Yeah, all the Reed, yeah, uh-huh. all the glam stuff. Yeah, dude. And the, they call it what do they call it? like proto punk or something yeah. like that, where it was basically it was aggressive and loud, but it was just more refined. Yeah, the punk was just raw. Yep. Yeah, it was it was, it was uh, four dudes that listened to those records. And went, I want to do that, but I can't play solos. Right. And maybe I don't want to play solos. Yeah, maybe I just want to play power chords. Yeah, and and that's that, man. You know, and, and uh, thank you for creating punk. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, where, where were we? Uh, you were talking about your friends and how the yeah, oh, circle of like, friends, basically, yeah. that was your exposure. Tape trading to, almost, CD yeah, trading. That's, well, yeah, you would make a tape. Yeah. Someone had the CD and it's like, dude, I'm getting a... a a better than yeah perfect version uh-huh. not, it wasn't, it wasn't but, but you in my head if someone had a cd and i was getting a copy a tape copy of yeah. that cd it was as good as gold man. yeah man because it sounded great exactly yeah and and you and you knew like like uh, at least for me there was no fast forwarding i want I, I i come from a time of albums i love listening to albums yeah don't get me wrong i'll take a mixtape or a playlist now yeah, any oh day God, of the week. Yeah. If, if you're, I used you know, to love making mixtapes. Yeah, same here, man. If if you're doing that, I'll listen to that. But I hate shuffle. Um, I want to listen to an album because the the artist was like, "This is what I have for you to listen mm-hmm. to," and don't shuffle this thing. What are you doing? No, there's why a, are you doing that? They spend hours figuring out the order for a reason. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a reason they put time uh-huh. into that. And and it's you know shorter atten- attention spans now, kind of. Yeah, and not just that, but it's bummer. like I. I was it i itunes you just yes which were on so i i can't 
badmouth too much, but you could just the accessibility yeah. you buy one song yeah. for 99 cents. Exactly. And it's like, well, should I get the album or should I just get this one song that I really, really like? Boom. They just get the one song. The one song. Yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, like the, the craft of albums oh, yeah. and, and whatnot, it's analog with a, a producer who knew, knows what the hell he's doing. Yeah understands the sound yeah and and, and isn't poking their head too much just you know mm-hmm. guiding i would say yeah they're capturing band. yeah you're capturing it i mean it was an art yeah it still yeah. is it's, I yeah mean, i mean obviously there's people out there that like my brother-in-law we've had conversations we had a conversation yesterday about it where he's like dude it's it's an art you know it's this serious for me it's something that he's passionate about we were talking about i don't know if you saw like the metallica did a performance at the grammys i I, I know it happened. The mic was off, dude. <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, Gaga's mic was on. Okay. Um, Hetfield? James Hetfield's uh-huh. was off. So he's like standing, and he's singing yeah. and playing his guitar. Yeah. There's, you can't hear him. Wow. So at some point, like, I don't know if they figured it out, and Gaga was like, we'll share the mic. And so they started sharing the mic. But I texted my brother-in-law, and I'm like, dude, how, how like ruined is this guy's career? And he's like, he's done. He'll never work. Like he's done. He's just done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. He's, he's done. But, Dang. uh, but yeah, um, albums. albums. Definitely. Uh-huh. Sorry. I, no, totally no, we're branched off fine, into dude. another world. It's fine. Um, I think live that's, we got you covered there, right? First punk band song we heard. And how did that grow your love for that genre music? I think I covered my love. Rick cover your love. Uh, my love for punk comes from the fact that, uh, let me try to do this quick. Cause I don't want to, I don't want to, um, okay. Uh, I grew up, I'm the youngest of six and I was the accident in that I was born. My oldest brother was 20 when I was born. The, the, the sibling closest to me was 13 when I was born. So I was absolutely the accident. My parents had raised their five kids. They were, they were, they had done yeah, their duty. They were done. Okay. So I had five older brothers and sisters. They all had, you know, significant others. Mm-hmm. The, essentially, my parents were checked out yeah. at that point. They did their job. I mean, not to say that they weren't around. My dad was kind of not when I was young. But, <clears throat> you know, my mom was around too. But I was raised by my siblings. Mm-hmm. And that was an amazingly great thing for me. However, uh, and I didn't know about this until Marcia therapist and yeah you understand the way things work basically when you're raised by multiple people like that you start to question because when you have your parents or your mom or your dad or whoever you have these a set set of instructions yeah this this. is what life is. don't do that and this is what life is yeah the Uh very fundamental what is this yeah what is this world what am i it's very it comes from one source maybe church and your parents or whatever it is yeah but it's one yeah, source. Yeah, it's one source. I had five. Mm-hmm. And then there are significant others who were practically like, I look at them as family. Yeah. My brother-in-law was my sister's boyfriend at the time. Mm-hmm. But to me, he's my brother. Yeah. He's my brother-in-law. But I, when I came online, he was there already. And I'd already known him and loved him. And he, he taught me the world. And my other brother taught me the world. And all these people. So what happens when you're taught all these different things is you start to question it. Because you, you're not getting the same answer. You're getting five different answers. Yep. And what that does is that makes you question things. I hated this growing up. 
because I was confused and angry and nothing made sense. And I was questioning everything, which was making everybody mad because they're like, we're teaching you about life. Why are you why questioning are you, Yeah, me? why are you doing that? Uh, and it's like, I'm you? questioning you because I'm getting different answers. I didn't know that at the time. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, you're just rebellious. You know, you're just this rebellious. Uh -huh. You just like to be rebellious. But the truth is, I was rebellious because I had no idea what was going on. I was confused, I was lost, and I was angry. And when I discovered punk music, I discovered people that were confused, lost, and angry. Boom. And it's like, you feel like you've been lied to. But you haven't really been lied to. You've just gotten so much different information that you're confused as, as hell, right? Yes. So when you hear punk music, you hear that. You hear this confusion from what you've been taught versus what you've discovered the world to be. Because we're all told the world is something. Mm -hmm. And when we get older, we start to see it for ourselves. And that those things don't always match from what we've been sold. We get sold life as this thing. And it's not always that. And I feel like punk music has that. That's a huge part of it. And I, I felt this immediate bond with that. Because here here's here's people that have been lied to. Here's people that are angry. And here's people that are confused and rebellious. And it, it just, it felt like home. It normalized it for me. I didn't realize this at the time. But it normalized all my feelings. I thought I was crazy or stupid. Yeah, like there something was something wrong was, with yeah, me. Yeah, something's wrong with me. And it's like, something's wrong with me, but something's also wrong with this guy. Yeah. And I respect the hell out of that guy. And he feels the same way. And it, it's comforting. It mm -hmm. was this comfort for me. Like, I'm I'm weird and I'm crazy, but but that's all right. Yeah, it's cool. Like, it's it's cool. Like, I, I don't need to be that. No. I don't need to be this idea of what I'm supposed to be. I don't have to be... You know what I mean? This American dream, yeah. quote unquote, of what life is supposed to be. It doesn't have to be that way. In fact, they're saying that's all bullshit. Yeah, exactly. They're so it's it like, out. yeah, they're calling, they're, they're exactly, uh -huh. they're, they're calling it out and they're calling it what it is. And they're giving you their feelings, very unfiltered and raw. And so for me, that was, that was a huge part of it. Um, like you said, for you, it was Dead Kennedys. For yeah. me, it was... Green Day and Operation Ivy, which turned into Rancid, of course. Yeah, man. And um, Rancid was huge for me. And The Clash, of course. I mean, they're... If they're not my favorite band, they're my they're they're right they're, they're right in contention. There. Yeah, yeah, it's them or, or the Smiths. It's those two are my right on. are it's one of those two. And and you bring up Rancid. We we forgot I I forgot to put them in that that year. Yeah, and they I, were they were that, that yeah. was album Salvation, number three. Dude. You, no, 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 I'm not talking about in, the, in a timeline of Rancid. I'm saying you had Dookie. Yeah. You had Smash. You had End Out Come the Wolves. Yeah. You know, yeah. like that, that I forgot to mention that. And, yeah. and then also for me, that was the first time I really heard like that ska influence. Right. So I was like, what the hell is yeah, this? Yeah. Cause that was, that was coming radio? in. Yeah. That was coming in at that time. Yeah. So yeah, dude. I mean, Rancid, talk about it. <laughs> Come on. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I don't know what to say other than I, I really wasn't, uh, I was against the idea of Rancid initially. Okay. I didn't support them initially. Because of Op Ivy? Yeah. Okay. Because I loved Operation Ivy and mm -hmm. I wanted Operation Ivy to continue. But then Rancid came out with Ska and I was like, oh, okay. All right, let's do this. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. They, they, they still have it. <clears throat> yeah. Because um, the first Rancid album didn't nope. have any Ska. Nope. And Let's Go didn't have any Ska. Nope. And I liked those two albums, but I didn't, I didn't get that 
same i don't know like i'm i'm it's, it's maybe it's stupid but i wanted it when i was younger i couldn't just accept something the way it was i wanted it to be a certain way as i've gotten older i've learned to just say hey look this is what they want to make and i'm just going to accept it and deal with it and enjoy it and also li- like it if you like it and don't like it if you don't right uh-huh. right but I but you wanted you I, wanted these same people to do the same thing. Yeah, I wanted they, uh, I yeah. wanted that Operation I, Ivy two Yeah, exactly. And you know, it's it's kind of a silly childish thing yeah, to want. I mean, but when Outcome the Wolves came out, there you go. I had the skull, so it was like, okay, let's do this. And obviously, Life Won't Wait was way more skull. Yes, it was. Yeah. So, I mean, I I really I really love Rancid. But if I'm going to give credit to anyone for Rancid, it's definitely Marcy. Cause she was the one who was like, dude, you got to give Rancid another, like she's, she's like, Oh, you have outcome the wolves. I'm like, yeah, but yeah, mm-hmm. yeah you know, mm-hmm. and she's like, no, you really need to get more into Rancid. And then she, she's the one who made me listen to more of it. Her and her brother, David, my brother-in-law yeah. there, he was really into life won't wait. And he got me into that more. So yeah. Rancid was sort of a later development for me okay. as far as loving them the way I the do now. The way you do now, yeah. Yeah, because uh, when, when I was in my teen years, I did love An Outcome the Wolves. Yeah. But but that was it. That was it. Yeah, that was yeah, it. Yeah, I literally didn't from the time I was a teenager to when I met Marcy, which I was 20. Mm-hmm. So for those years, I'd no only listen. Well, I'd, I'd listen to the first two albums, but I once... You know what I mean? Yeah, like, you I didn't appreciate the first, them. Yeah, like I listened to the first album once. I listened to Let's Go once. And I was like, eh, like I want it to be this. Yeah, it's yeah. not Op Ivy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I can't elaborate too much on that as far as it being part of my early yeah. punk days. But definitely in 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 my 20s, mm-hmm. I was all about Rancid. Right I got really, really hardcore into them. Oh, that was weird. That was weird. Somebody's knocking. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a strange... <laughs> Um, but yeah, that was definitely a later thing for me. They're not, man. That's, that's cool. So would you say, well, let, well, how about the clash? You said if they're not your favorite, they're up there. The clash or yeah, they're, they, they were again, my cousin Elias. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, he gave you everything. You cool. got, yeah, dude, he did. He re- he really, I mean, the Ramones, the clash, he was just like, here you go. So is it the ska? Is that is that the common factor here, Rick? It is. It yeah. kind of seems like it. I'm kind of yep. seeing that yep. as this because he also got me really into Sublime. Okay, I okay. was really into Sublime, like badly into Sublime mm-hmm. to the point where like I could name off bootlegs and unreleased crap. Like yeah, like I mean, I was, you definitely have the personality for that. So yeah, like the the naming of things and oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. memorization. I thought you meant Sublime fans because I'm like oh no, that was no. Marcy's whole thing. She's like. Uh, I can't get into them. I'm like, why? She's like, because I hate the people that like their music. Yeah, most of them. Are yeah, they were all douche. Yeah, they were all uh-huh. douchebags. Once yeah. they got popular and they were like on 91 X like, stuff. Dude, smoking weed and drinking party. <clears throat> yep. Yeah. That's yeah. And that's and that's unfortunate. It is, but you know. Yeah, it is. That, what but it you is. know different. You know what's funny, man? Is this is like the first time I've ever kind of pieced it together that way. The ska. Yeah. Like I hadn't really thought about it that way, but yeah, I guess that is the unifying thing in all of that yeah the upbeat uptick yeah like uh uh-huh that's what you dig man yeah but it's funny my all my favorite clash songs are like the more aggressive (laughs) like what coca-cola okay yeah yeah that's that's easily my favorite track i was listening to it today going god i love this song but i do love their like kind of but even then play that song in your head right now that's it's yeah the well yeah yeah, that's more uh like a i don't know yeah maybe you're right dude yeah yeah 
Oh, you got it? I got it. I got it. Oh, wow. Don't play more than 20 seconds of it. I will not. Right? It, was it, it 20 seconds? That's, that's the... Uh, um, we opened with a Clash song. That's, that's funny. the myth. But let's see. Here we go. I'll just... I guess when it it's still pretty aggressive. Yeah. It's more aggressive than it is than it is uh ska. Rudy what we just what what, what the Rudy intro was. Fail. Rudy can't fail. Oh, yeah. yeah. So yeah. yeah, okay, okay. Definitely. I gotcha. Right on, man. Yeah, uh, so yeah, for me it was it was more of like um I it was more about comfort i guess okay punk music really was was comforting for me because i totally was confused and totally lost and yeah i felt like punk totally did normalize that for me like someone and it's the cliche thing to say when it comes to music but someone else out there feels exactly how you do right you know and and obviously we're we're interpreting whatever the artists put down but to us it feels like oh man this this song, this album, this person understands what right. I'm going through and probably went through what I'm going through. Yeah. And then, and it just makes you feel like it's all right. And when you're young, yes. that's really important, especially when everyone's telling you you're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. When everybody reacts to, yeah, you being crazy. Right. But going, it's like, no, this, you're crazy. You're There's crazy. something wrong There's with something you. There's something wrong with you. No, yeah. we're just growing up, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's Looking back now, it's definitely one of those things that I could just be like, well, I'm glad, you know, growing up, I hated it. My like, God, I wish I wasn't like this. Yeah. And looking back now, I'm so glad I questioned everything. Yeah. I'm really I'm, glad. I'm glad I was, I was raised and that's how, how I came out. It's like question. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a mixed bag. It's like, you're, you're almost like a, like a mixed drink and you get shaken and how you come out is completely random. Yeah. It's all these different factors can affect it. In your case, you know, you had an older brother who, had a huge influence on you clearly, but you still didn't, you didn't, you're not like him in, in the sense that you're not a, like an exact, you know, you meet yeah. people where you're like, man, he's, man, exactly, he's exactly like his older yeah. brother. Yep, yep. He looked up to him and he's exactly, and you looked up to your brother, but yet you found your own way. And that's, I think that's pretty cool, man. Yeah. And, and it's, you know, that's all in part because of him. Like, yeah. you know, like, cause he didn't, inf- he didn't like impose himself on you. Like yeah, he, he would just leave stuff lying around, you know, like, Oh, I'm going to, ca- I'm, I'm going to put this on the classic rock station. Why? I don't know. That's weird. That's weird for Alex to, for me to think that Alex was listening to classic rock back then is odd. Um, I'm going to leave the silence of the lambs book laying here. Oh my God. You read the book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit. You know, like how old were you? Oh, dude, I don't remember. I was young, man. Oh my gosh. Uh-huh. But warped yeah. your young mind. Yeah, dude. Um, but also, you know, like I was like, well, dude, stuff like this is out there. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, and, and yeah, like in a, in a way he, yeah, the dude, you know, he's responsible for that along with my mom too. You know, she had to work. She was the only one bringing the money. And so I didn't, I didn't see her as much, but she let me do whatever I wanted. Like literally whatever I wanted. Without, it sounds like she gave you that acceptance. Of yeah, it. dude. That's and that's super important. That yeah. is super important. She was like, you want to grow your hair? I mean, she, at first it was, it was like combative. Like, well, you know, you're going to look like this. Why are you changing? Uh-huh. Why are you growing? Well, my, my little, my little boy. Exactly. Yeah, he dude, wants a to big part of that is that uh-huh. it's not so much. I'm opposed to that. Yeah. It's just, I don't want you to it's, ever I don't change. Want you to ever change. You just be a little boy forever to this day. I'm, I'm getting that. But yeah. And, but eventually it's like, okay, you know, you want to skateboard? Okay. 
uh, you know, you want to go out there and, and hang out till whatever o'clock in the morning. Okay. Just let me know you're alive, yeah. you know, and, and that, that caring, showing that she cared meant a lot, but also going, all right, do your thing and, and become you because I'm, I'm comfortable in my own skin now, you know, um, because of her and because of V as well. My other brother, you know, like, and, and, and then also like to just a quick sidetrack, like he doesn't listen to that music V he would, what you know, like some of the pop influence that I have is because of, of him. And we listened to whatever was on that, on the radio station that he wanted to listen to, but it was like Shaka Khan and CNC music factory type of stuff, you know? Really? Yeah. So, but I, I, I you know, I like some of that stuff. Wow, it, dude, that takes balls to admit that. Yeah. Yeah, it does. But it's Which, because it reminds me of V man. And, and V wasn't, a, 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 you've met V such I a have. caring individual and yep. just those memories of him and I sitting by the radio. I don't have those with anybody else. It was just V and just I. That's, with him. We just shared that that's those cool, moments, man. man. And yeah. that's that's where like the love of music comes from is those yep. early experiences with it. Yep. Um, I, I think it's funny. My first uh, concert, you said CNC music. My first <laughs> concert, yes. like official, was a CNC music band cover, cover Wait, band. Oh, CNC mu- music factory cover band. Music factory cover band. Sorry. Yes. <clears throat> it was. Yeah. That is great. That is my first concert. So. When I tell people that, they laugh at me. Marcy still makes fun of me. She's like, oh. <laughs> Whenever, like, their songs come on, the ri- like, if we're listening to, like, 92.5 or something. And it comes on. It comes on, she'll look at me. It's like, that's your first concert. That's your first concert, yeah. yeah. Hey, oh, well, man, that's that's cool. Hey, dude, music's music. Music's music, exactly. At the end of the day. We got something out of it, yeah. you know, and, and that's all that matters. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like, to this day... Like we, I think there's a part of us that needs to label and classify, like classify oh, yeah. the music. Yep. But going back to Sublime, I know, I know, sorry. Okay. But, back to Sublime. It's all good. No, no, no. It's just, <laughs> just the quote that he, the guy, Bradley, okay. the lead singer, when they would ask him about what kind of music they were, cause they were like all over the place. Yeah, they were. And they would say, dude, like, why do we have to categorize ourselves? Good music is good music. And that should be good enough for anyone. Yeah. I mean, yeah, dude. Great. Great job, and and from someone I remember, I forget what record they cover. They do a so the sentence cover, and uh, yeah, that's for the Grateful Dead cover. Yeah, that album's really like if if when people say like oh Sublime or they talk shit, I'm like, have you listened to Forty Ounces Freedom? And if the answer is no, I immediately do not listen to anything else that person says, because yeah, they cover Bad Religion, they cover the yeah. Descendants, uh-huh. they cover Grateful Dead, um, KRS One. Yes, like um, um. Uh, NWA yes. samples and yeah. covers. Uh-huh. And it's just like, there's so, I, I found a lot of music because of, because of them. Very versatile group. Yeah. And so, yeah, they're not punk, whatever. Whatever. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Who cares? Thank you very much, Liv, for asking that question because we had so much fun talking about it. And I hope that answered your question. Yeah. Thank you for that. That, that was really cool. Yeah. Ask, um, ask more questions, guys. Please. More questions, please. Yes. Uh, we got on Instagram. We don't know podcast. And then the, the Gmail, Gmail is we don't know podcast. And the number one. Number one at so gmail.com. Email us there if you want to remain, uh, you know, anonymous. Yeah. If you don't want anyone to know. Yeah. Um, Anonymity is important. Very important. Especially if depends on what questions you're asking. But yeah. Yeah. Um, in parting, right. This is it, guys. I do want to recommend you go out and listen to the Dead Kennedys Bedtime for Democracy. Oh. Okay. okay. Um, staying in the punk theme, I think that would, that record is awesome. So go out there, listen to it. Let me know what you think. Rick, what do you got? I got uh, Bad Religion, New America. Oh, man, yes. That is my favorite album by them. 
So that is my recommendation. Sweet, man. Well, Rick. Oh, God. I guess we'll see. We'll see you. We'll see you guys next, next week. <laughs> <laughs>